Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, BA fam, it's Mandy here, and I have a very, very, very special guest today. Um, I cannot wait for y'all to meet her. But before I introduce our illustrious guest, um, I want to wish, of course, my co-host, Tiffany. I hope she's having the most amazing time off during the month of March, taking some time for herself, going to Egypt of all places. And as I'm thinking of her, I'm like, she better have flown first class because... The days of economy are over for her and she needs to embrace her rich auntie life. (laughs) All right, so for those of y'all who have followed BA from the beginning, and I know we have some OGs in the audience, first of all, thank you. Because in 2014, 15, when we launched the show, we were one of like none uh, women of color, no women of color who were covering finance in the career and doing it in the way that we were doing it. And for those of you who don't know the origin story of Brown Ambition podcast, Tiff and I met at a conference, became friends, and I was a reporter at the time at Yahoo Finance. And for my career, like I literally studied print journalism because they allowed me to do that in 2005, even though it was a dying industry, (laughs) or at least a rapidly changing one. And it was one of my survival tactics throughout my career to figure out these new skill sets. And so I taught myself video, taught myself broadcast, how to actually talk to a camera, which I had huge fears about. And podcasting was sort of that next chapter. And so when I thought about a show I'd want to do, Tiffany, of course, came to mind, we had such great chemistry, and Brown Ambition was born. And I launched the we launched a podcast in 2015. I remember going to Yahoo at the time. Um, I love telling everyone loves a story where someone passed on you, and then you did it anyway. (laughs) So uh, Yahoo actually said, No, we're not interested, because you can't guarantee, you know, a million downloads, and you can't guarantee we're going to be able to advertise immediately and make a revenue. So thank goodness they did because of course we went on to make the show on our own and we to this day fully own the IP, we own the show. Um, Obviously we have a great podcast partner um, in Westwood One, um, our our network, but still it is our show and we are so proud of it. Um, And one of the questions I get a lot, especially from people in my career coaching group, uh, Mandy Moneymakers, is I'm thinking of starting a podcast. It feels like it's such a crowded space now. Do you have any tips for me? And I do offer all of the insights that I have, but I've only ever worked, obviously, on Brown Ambition. So I am so excited to welcome today's guest because she is someone who has become a podcast guru in her own right, has worked on multiple shows, and she is here today to talk a little bit 
bit about her journey and I'm hoping on y'all's behalf, I'm gonna ask all the juicy questions so that you feel more empowered if that's what you wanna do to launch a show of your own. Because as I try to say to everyone, I still think that there's room for new voices, new ideas, everything in the podcast space. So I want to introduce our guest, Carla Wilmaris. She is the founder of Idea to Launch Academy and the host of the Idea to Launch podcast. But before she became a podcast guru, she was like me, a corporate girly, crunching numbers behind a desk as an accountant working 40 to 60 hours per week, but then ultimately decided to make the brave and bold move to pivot, lean into new skills and become totally fulfilled in her new path. And in less than a year, Carla was able to sell out a live show, quit that corporate job, and go full-time as a podcaster. Since then, her show has amassed over a million downloads, over 100K in ad revenue. And in her business, the Idea to Launch Academy, she helps others just like herself do the same. I am so honored to welcome Carla to the BA studio. Welcome, Carla. Thank you for having me. That's a great introduction. I'm bringing you in my pocket everywhere. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know, I have an editor, so I can stop and start again. I love that. Some of the shows you've worked on, y'all might have heard of the No For Sure podcast, Holding Court, Not Just Another Sex podcast, Powered AF. But take us back to your journey you know, as a podcaster, and what year did you really get your start? And when did you start to realize, okay, this could actually be a career for me? So like I said, I come from corporate, I was an accountant for six years. I was a young mom. So it was like, you're good with numbers, it pays well, get it done. (laughs) That's what you basically do, right? Especially in my culture, you know, I'm, I'm from Puerto Rico, Caribbean. It's just like a woman just gets a job and works nine to five. And that's what you do. I never fit the mold. But as I'm in accounting, I started to feel like there was something that I needed to, to, to change. This wasn't for me and it wasn't fulfilling me. So I turned 30 and I started this blog called Shit, I'm 30. My dad had just passed away and I'm like, oh, what year was this? White- this was 2017. Oh, man, starting a blog in 2017. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I needed to, it was more like a journal, honestly. I'm like, well, I'm going to just put it out there. I usually do it on Instagram and the business side of me. I'm like, well, maybe I can monetize this somehow, some way other than just putting it out there on videos or talking to friends or maybe going live, whatever it was. So I did the blog that didn't last long. Um, (laughs) There I would put like the fucks in like all caps and a bunch of exclamation marks. And it's like, Oh, what the hell? It wasn't giving what I needed to give. Although a lot of people were resonating with it. Like, Oh, we, love this one's the next one coming out but I'm like I was still itching like there's something that's not I need to say my fucks better you know I really need you to know because sometimes you read something and it's it doesn't it doesn't translate the way I wanted it to translate so I was yeah like reading it versus saying it out loud yeah, it's just like a text gotcha. message. You ended up arguing with your man because he said something and he meant it in a different way. But we were already mad and we read it in a different way. So when you hear it, it's different. So I went ahead and um, started listening to pods. I already did that for years in accounting. You do nothing but sit behind a desk and crunch numbers. So audiobooks and podcasts were my thing from 7 a.m. until nighttime. You know, so all day long, that's what I would do. So I then started teaching myself because how do you get a podcast on iTunes? I'm not famous. I literally live in Disney World, Orlando. I have a kid. I'm just, I I don't know any of this. I'm not in the entertainment space. So I started to teach myself. It took about six, seven months, bought so much equipment that I didn't need, but I figured out. I became an engineer myself. I had a Surface, uh, you know, those pads? Yeah, a tablet. And I, I, so much equipment, Mandy. You're not gonna, like, I spent so much, I'm like, my poor little chick. I believe it, because I've seen it happen. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Because when you go through the rabbit hole of Google, there's all these gurus telling you what to do. So I had to just learn trial and error. Started the podcast um, March 2018. So it'll be five years now. And um, was it, it always idea to launch? What was it? No, no. So it was called Shit, I'm 30. I just switched oh. the blog onto the pod. Shit, I'm 30. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. And within eight weeks, my actual idea to launch is the pod that it's kind of like a branch it just has a few episodes of like tidbits on how to podcast but it was shit i'm 30 and now it's called pivot with purpose so shit i'm 30 was on the charts and i always say with oprah right under oprah within eight weeks i was like me and her besties you're right <laughs> um but you know that it was a big deal back then right i'm like i don't know what i'm doing i'm in in, in my daughter's playroom literally i kicked her out and i'm like this is a studio now so we I did that and just kept going right it was audio I had a friend my friend's like I don't really like this I kept going on my own and from there I realized specifically that people of color were asking me how do I start I don't have the money to spend ten thousand dollars for someone to teach me how to do my own podcast so I started testing out um how to launch a podcast in 30 days so I would charge like 49 bucks for an hour and I would give them the whole rundown and help them I did this for a while then I started the academy I then taught people everything I knew you know, now I know what equipment to use. Now I know how to simplify it. So I made it very simple for us to just start because you can make it very difficult. Then the pandemic hit and I've been doing this now for a while virtually because again, I live in Orlando. There's no mega, this is not New York. This is not LA. Like it's, there's not much media here. So the pandemic hits and um, big corporations like iHeart uh, don't know how to simplify things in their home and they don't know what to do so then I was able to step in and show them hey we can do this and at that time Riverside wasn't a thing so it was showing them how to use zoom but without zoom audio and using the backup audio and they're like oh this is it I'm like that's it pay me now yeah <laughs> yeah you oh so you're consulting it. for some of the networks okay yeah let me interrupt you before you get Go too ahead. deep in because um i love because i know everyone listening is and we start to like sort of tell the fast version it's like wait 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 wait. <laughs> so talk to us about choosing the idea for your show you already had the blog when did you realize like this is the focus of the show and it's actually resonating with an audience because I think some folks will rush in, like they'll think mm -hmm. that they have an idea for a show, they'll do the show without actually like testing or seeing if there's an audience for it. Especially if you're not, like you said, a celebrity who has a built-in right. fan base, you know? So talk a little bit about that. And I also hear that your show pivoted over time. Now it's Pivot With Purpose. So right. yeah, t tell people who are wondering, what's the thing? How do I know that people are gonna resonate with this? How you sort of- So I did some focus. things right, and I did some things now looking back that weren't the best. What I did do was, I come from a business background, right? So I remember doing a lot of like customer avatars and knowing who my target audience is for business. So I figured I needed to know that for the pot as well. So although it was called Shit I'm 30 and everything, I still remember my spiel. It's like getting rid of society's expectations about where you should be in your 30s as a woman of color when you turn 30 and that's where I stayed. And I talked about parenting and career and relationships, everything, but through the lens of a woman of color turning 30, trying to figure out what to do. So I was very intentional with my content. It's like, oh, but you talk about everything. Yes, but no. I talk about what I'm going through, but it's in a very linear way, right? I don't kind of, I didn't deviate from that. Um, and my guests also were very aligned with that. So that's when, that was my, my test essentially. And that's why I believe everyone kept coming back because whoever liked episode one, two, and three also liked four, five, six, seven, and eight. 
And that's some, I think a lot of people that want to start a pod where they fall is, oh, I want to, it's a, for everybody. It's for all black women. It's for all men. No, it's not. We're not monolithic. We're, all, we're not all the same. So why would you put me in the same category as, uh, what's her name, Candace? But moving right along, we're not all the same. So that, I think that's the very first thing. Now, one of the things that I think I did wrong was choosing that name. So although I was very, uh, I was sad, I was anxious about turning 30. I'm not where I'm supposed to be like in society and in my family. I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I should settle down, get married, have more kids, have the white picket fence, you know, just stay home after five o'clock, do whatever you have to do for your husband. It wasn't me. And I felt trapped in my 30s. But then as I got to my 34, 35, I'm like, I like it here. <laughs> yep. I like it a lot. You can't, can't nobody tell me nothing. I'm not a kid. I'm not too old. I, I love who I'm becoming. So that's when I pivoted and I started really finding out what my purpose was through the podcast. It was, I enjoyed speaking, but at the same time, I started finding my passion and my purpose through storytelling and helping others. And I'm like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. And that's when, with the help of the community of the podcast, we came up with Pivot With Purpose um, because I didn't know where to take it. But I believe also the name is very important because you'll get to a point where you're like, oh, does this still fit who I am today? We are forever evolving. Who I was when Shut I'm 30 started is 100% not who I am today. So we have to be able to evolve with our podcast as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's hard to like, it's impossible to foresee into the future where you're going to be. Um, I think we got lucky because Brian Ambition has just, it never gets old. It never is stale. Right. Um, I do remember in the early days, someone saying like someone who also was launching a podcast, like, well, are you afraid of alienating people with the title and feeling a little bit like I was confident, but also she made me think twice. And of course now, like, of course we want it to be called this, you know, this is who we are, who we want to speak to, and it's okay to be specific and be, you it's know, niche down in that way. And also what I'm hearing is like, it's okay for you to change your mind and to change a title of a show. And I've seen this happen. Like I was on someone's podcast and they it was one title and then they were launching a book and they're like, okay, so we're going to change the name of the podcast now to the name of the book. And it was like planned out. And when you do that, like, are you able, nothing changes, like you can keep the same, you know, home on Apple, the same links, all that stuff. Absolutely. You know, on the technical side, so you don't have to actually lose any like ground you've made in terms of placement on the charts and things like that. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you absolutely can. Know. All you have to change it, the art, basically what's called an RSS feed, it stays the same. You just update your artwork, you update your description, everything stays there, depending, of course, on what media host you use. Um, but you can keep everything the same. All your subscribers will not go anywhere. Yeah. Oh, man, you said hosts. I mean, when we launched Brown Ambition, our host used to be Libsyn. And I remember okay. like teaching myself how to use that. What was your first host? I still use Libsyn. I you use Art19 Libsyn. and Libsyn. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. Yeah, Libsyn is one of the OGs. But now there's several more, you know. Oh, in, there's out so there. many. That yeah. Libsyn has been around since the beginning of podcasting. But there is Art19. There is Buzzsprout. There is Spreaker. Um, just, I, one I don't recommend is Anchor. If you are serious about podcasting, I know Anchor okay. hates me since Clubhouse days. <laughs> I am very opinionated, Clubhouse. but I do oh, not. Okay. Um, <laughs> Clubhouse was amazing for those like three months. I made a lot of money on Clubhouse just talking about podcasting because it became so big during that time, you know, and people didn't know what to do. But if you're taking this seriously and you really want it to eventually be a business, I'm all about owning your IP, owning your content and everything that's free comes at a cost. Everything. Oh, that's the thing. And when it, yeah. Yep. 
even Libsyn's. So, I think Libsyn, I could start with like five, 15 bucks, something like that. It depends mm-hmm. on like, like how many. dollars a month. So what else when those in those early days when you said that you got a bunch of equipment, did everything wrong? Like if someone's starting out today, what would be, I know it's in my starter kit, but what would be in your starter kit for a podcaster? All you need is a Samsung Q2U. Uh, mic. What's that? It's literally a $69 microphone. It's, you plug it in straight to your computer. Is that but what I have? Also I'm is, like, what's that? No, you probably have a short. <laughs> it looks like a short. I have I a short, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so there is like, I, you probably have the MV7. I have a short mic as well. Like this one will run you about $250 and it'll be XLR and you can also just go directly to your computer. You can choose if you grow, you can grow with it. But the same yeah. thing with a Samsung, it has for you to be able to put it straight to your computer. So all you need is your computer and your microphone. That's yeah. it. And then something like this Riverside or Squadcast or Zencaster that records, you know, interviews or yourself by your or you by yourself, your audio and your video. And boom, you have a full studio at your house with your computer and your microphone. That's all you need. Of course, there are productions that cost ten, twelve thousand dollars a month to make, but it's not necessary to get you off the ground. Yeah. Talk to me about the production side, like obviously in those early days, um, like us, I'm sure you edited the show yourself and like mm-hmm. behind the scenes uploaded it yourself. Um, how did you, what, what did you use to learn how to edit? Did you already have some familiarity with like audio editing or did you teach yourself that? Girl, I didn't even know how to plug in the, the cable box. <laughs> like if my cable went down, I'm calling Spectrum. And then they're like, can you do this? No, send someone right now. I don't want to yeah. touch the cables. I, YouTube University, was yep, where I, was I went and got my that. degree. Yeah, YouTube, anyone, when I get DMs from people, it's like, how do I do this or how do I do that? I won't answer those. If you give me a specific question, hey, I have my XLR cord and this is not working or whatever, then I'll answer that question because there's so much information on YouTube oh, for so free, for free. Nice. I have literally, I've been producing some of the biggest podcasts. We're talking about 2 million downloads a month off of Audacity which is also free. And oh, where did I, I learn how to do Audacity? Oh, on YouTube, <laughs> literally. And it's free on a Mac, it's free on a PC. You don't, have, you don't have to have a huge computer. Again, I said in the beginning, I started with a Surface tablet. That's all I had. I didn't even, mm-hmm. I mean, I had my work computer, but, and I would use that to the Lenovo from work. <laughs> I ended up getting fired from accounting, it's fine. Um, <laughs> specifically that don't job. record your podcast on your work computer though just you know don't 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 do it <laughs> um i would do a lot of research on there and then record on the surface so all of my yeah. research and my outlines were on my laptop and then i would use all the stuff but literally all you need is your computer your microphone something like riverside squadcast zencaster and just get started yeah yeah i think but that's ha- the hard also part have a plan starting. it is because Many yeah. people go in it without a plan. What is your plan? What is, what's your why? Why are you doing this? Who are you impacting? Once they leave your podcast, what are you leaving them with? Because just because you have cool conversations with your friends does not mean you need to have it on a podcast. So there are a lot of podcast gurus out there that are like, everybody needs a podcast. Like Oprah, you get a podcast, you get a podcast. No, shut up. They don't. And now we're seeing how everyone should not be on a pod. And I truly believe the power of the tongue. We're so powerful with the things that we say and the influence that we can create and the people that are listening that could be very easily influenced. So just be very careful with what you're saying, because once you get on this microphone, I feel like we should have a duty on what we say and how we say it. Yeah. And to whom you're speaking, like being able to define. I feel like if you can't define your person, like how old are they? Where do they live? 
what apps are on their phone, you know, what kind of shows do they enjoy? What are, what are they struggling with? Like actually being able to share, excuse me, um, actually being able to like personify your audience and like what and always center them. I think that's one of the best things we did at, at BA was, of course, our personalities, our personal stories infuse the show with color and all that. But we never forgot about her. You know, we never forgot about our listener. And who did you she have was. a name for her? Uh, no, actually, no. Oh, <laughs> I mean, my. Fortunately, oh, we have okay. so many people submitting questions. We, we have like real names now. You know, we think about, I think about, um, uh, dang it. There's so many that just have over the years, they're always sending questions and, and encouraging words. But we never forget about what the brown and black woman's experience is and what she's going through and how the news, what about the news is stressing her out and like, how can we, you know, help comfort and provide some insights um, into everything that has to do with her pocketbook and her career. Um, so that's such a good point that you made for sure. I used to use GarageBand. I had a Yeti mic because everyone had a Yeti mic, you know. Oh, I hate and the Yeti mics. Saying. I know. I mean, they're terrible. <laughs> they're like, awful. They're, they're the model such, of podcasting. Yeah. That's it. They have such bad, like, you pick up so many different background noises. I was like, what am I doing wrong? Anyway, anyway, yeah. So I used um, Apple earbuds. Plus, they're not portable. Yetis are heavy. And I would be going into the mm -hmm. city. So I literally would use Apple earbuds and a laptop um, and GarageBand. And I would you know, rock that out for years, like I'm probably until the pandemic, until I was forced to stay home because it yeah. was the portable, functional. And we used to use Skype back in the day. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, it was a thing. Skype and Zoom were a thing. It was mm -hmm. no Squadcast back in 2015. Okay. No. Okay. So we covered some technical stuff and I want to talk to you about one of the other questions that I get frequently from anyone wanting to start a show is, and then how do I tell people about it? Like, how do people find the show? You started the show, you know, not long after your blog, right? So about a year mm -hmm. after you launched your blog. Did no, you already have? Literally, I only had like seven blog posts and I was like, oh, okay, off to audio we go. Lowercase b blog. Got it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very all of it. Tiny, like. 10. <laughs> People get really caught up in like, but you know, the same thing that Yahoo was caught up in, which is like, but is anyone going to listen? And I feel like mm -hmm. for us, we had to not care about that for a while. I mean, of course you care, but like we you can't make that the reason for doing it because it takes, in my experience, I found it takes time to build that loyalty, that trust, you know? So talk to me about your show and how you grew it. And if, and you're, there was any strategy that particularly worked for you. Yeah, so back then there was no video. Well, I didn't have video, right? It was mm -hmm. audio only, but then I knew about audiograms. So I would create these audiograms with clips of the show on social media. Again, I had maybe a thousand followers back then. If I got 20 likes, this is my, my favorite joke. I'm such a like dad jokes person. I'm like, if I got 20 likes on a picture, I was like, oh my God, Kim Kardashian, watch out. You know, I thought I was popping with 20 likes on social media, <laughs> right? So I had these audiograms and that's what i would do create clips and just push them out constantly and i do remember some people saying oh my god you're always posting about your podcast okay unfollow that's yeah. fine i'm gaining more than what i'm losing so how will they find you you have to be your number one fan you really do if you start thinking about what other people might think about your little podcast oh you think uh, that's when you have to literally put your blinders on. And unfortunately, I will say, um, I, don't, I don't know if this is in every community, but definitely for ours, our biggest supporters are not our family and friends. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially in the beginning. Oh, what are you doing? Yeah. The little packet? Oh, what you know? Oh, you think you're on iTunes? Oh, you think you're big man? Oh, what's what is that doing? Are you making any money? You can't go out with us anymore because you're recording. Yes, because I'm passionate about it, and you will know if you're passionate about what you're talking about and what you're doing when you have to pass up on brunch. Or you have to pass up on a, on a friend's vacation because like, you know, I have to record X amount of pods or I need to learn how to do this or I have to work on my outline or I have to edit, whatever that is. For two and a half years, I wore all the hats, you know, mm-hmm. marketing, graphic design, editing, engineer, like all of it was just me until the pandemic when I found, you know, my uh, May, who's amazing and still work with her. But we, you know, I, I needed to end with her. I was like, I, I'm going to give you four episodes and um, do it for free. And I want to see what you can do. What did May do? Edit? Yes, edit. And the very first one was mid-pandemic on my birthday. And it was Charlemagne. And she goes into the Zoom and she's like, what? And I'm like, girl, don't ask any questions. We just got to get this done. Everything went wrong. Internet was going down. We were doing it on a hot spot, which didn't break by the grace of God at all during the entire hour. I'm just listening to the story. So you're interviewing Charlemagne? Yes. Oh, okay. And I am terrified because i've been now i've been trying to get this forever right and he's like yeah, yeah one day yeah one day finally the day yeah. comes and i got you on here because the, the world shut him down so now you're sitting down <laughs> you have nothing but time it's may 2020 and my internet's not working my internet works mm-hmm. every day all day mm-hmm. but we made it work without a hiccup and from then i knew oh like she's as dedicated as i am and we spent she hasn't left my side since Okay, VA fam, so many gems are being dropped right now. You do not want to miss the rest of my conversation with Carla. And I'm going to put the full respect on it. Will Maris, coming back to you in just a few. Hey, VA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. 
Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know, we work hard and we play hard. But when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment automated investment and savings app can help it do keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what, I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. All right, we are back with our guest, Carla Vlamatis, who's going to tell us all about the power of podcasting and how you, yes, you can actually launch your own podcast if you have a plan and you never forget about your purpose, which hopefully is to help others. The what like the key for me with you talking about showing up, skipping things, you know, being really serious about it is if you're treating it like something you pick up and put down, it's almost like why bother? Because consistency is so key, like showing up when you say you're going to show up for your audience, so they rely on you. How did you build that cadence? Like, for example, with Brown Ambition, we started recording, I think in the early days, we, we aired every Tuesday, and then we switched to Wednesday. You know, we didn't make very many changes over eight years. Um, and now we do two shows a week, you know, consistently Wednesday and Fridays, um, which we record on one day. So talk to me about deciding the cadence. And we are week, we are, we never miss a week. Like we have something new every week and we chose that life for some reason. I can't remember, but it's the <laughs> life that we have now. <laughs> but we, we show up, you know, we say we're going to show up. So how did you decide? Your so if you're listening and you're like, I just don't have time. This is too much. I was an accountant. Close week. I would be there from 7 a.m. to sometimes midnight to do it again the next day. Uh, bulk recording was my friend for sure. I would sit down, but I chose weekly. I knew that I have to, if someone wants, to, it's just like a relationship. You got to show mm -hmm. up. When you start sh not showing up or being some timey, then I'm not going to invest any time, any money, any anything into you. So I was showing up yeah. weekly. There were times, there. I remember one time specifically, I had nothing in the bank. And by that, I mean no episodes that were recorded extra. And the audio somehow, some way was like distorted. It was really weird. Mm -hmm. Like none of the audio I've worked. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> it, it made no there. sense. Sometimes with tech, you just have 
it doesn't you can't explain it so i was i had to be to work the next day at six o'clock wake up my daughter take her to school like i'm a single mom so i stayed up until like three o'clock in the morning and recorded a solo episode for i think it was like a 30 minute episode but at the end of the day i showed up and that episode ended up having the most downloads i had had to date because i showed up and i was real and wrong like listen this is not supposed to be the episode but i have an outline and we're going to talk about, and I did some research and at two, three in the morning, I'm recording it, editing it and putting it out. But definitely I chose weekly. I have clients that tell me, oh, what about bi-weekly? And I'm like, mm, no. What about yeah. once a month? Eh, especially once today, month. that won't cut it. Yeah, I don't know how anyone can do it with less than once, at least once a week. At you least. Know? And I love the fact that we went to two. The strategy behind that was shorter episodes because we love the content of our show, but we were paying attention to um, engagement rates throughout the duration of the show, which now factors a lot into like rankings and things like that. Um, so for us, it was like, let's break off a chunk of the show and make it all about our listeners. So BA Q&A was born on, you know, we do that on Fridays and then Wednesday we have the main show. But yeah, you gotta have that. I remember that consistency, that dedication. Like there were times when um, it was always me and I'd be the one, cause you know, Tiffany could just show up, bless her. But I knew, and I, I knew that about our relationship. We were, a t- we were a duo and I knew Tiff's only gonna do this if I'm handling the tech side. So like, let me show up for that. But I also was learning. And there was there was like one time, more than one time when like my audio would be screwed up. And I'd literally go home, listen to her audio and just have a conversation with her, like, <laughs> like, pretend like it was live, just to get my side of the conversation sweating bullets like the whole time. Um, and yeah, it's not- that shows your dedication, though, right? And the fact that you were there to show up even when you're not making any money. Some of this time you're not going to be making any money. But what you will see is that when you're showing up, you have an impact on someone. If you're doing it right and if you're really passionate about what you're talking about and if you find that to be your purpose, go for it. You never know what's going to happen. I mean, my course specifically, the launch of progress in 30 days, I always talk about because she now works with you, um, Imani. She took that course in the beginning. Yeah, you know, to start me. her own path, to start her own pot. And she's one of many now who are what now producers for big, you know, Webby nominated and winning podcasts and they can do A, B and C. All, everyone at the agency for me has gone through Idea to Launch. All my editors, all my producers, they've all gone through and they're like, well, what, what school do you have? None. Again, YouTube University. I was an accountant, yeah. but I, um, I was able to put the work in and teach someone in podcasting can take you in so many different directions, so many different directions. Once you get started and find what you love about it, you might fall in love with the back end of it, which is editing or video or coming up with outlines or scripting. You never know what you will love about it until you start. Mm. So today, Pivot with Purpose, can you talk about how the show's direction, like the, the tone, the focus of the show has changed? since you a lot i would say pivoted i was trying not to use the word pivot but it was (laughs) (laughs) it's the word shifting pivoting like however the the word became like a thing a couple years back but it just fit for me i was like i don't want that word but it fit because my life did pivot and i found my purpose now does that purpose sometimes look different yes (laughs) it shifts god bless you this is the beauty of podcasting we're actually talking yeah (laughs) um it changed i went from you know when it was shit i'm 30 i'm like i'll never get i have been married before i'll never get married again you know uh there was i'll never have a big one i'll never have another child ever 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 like i was gonna be a one and done i'm gonna 
travel the world go to italy have my boobs out in the sun like that was gonna be my life <laughs> i was gonna be the rich auntie because she was gonna be 18 and then kick her out of my house well i fell in love and chose <laughs> to get off birth control and have a child like the as a decision side. like damn it <laughs> and then he fuck. came along <laughs> this is the one where you can do it in a blog where you gotta be like fuck <laughs> <laughs> i did all that got engaged uprooted my entire my kids moved to new jersey did the whole thing and it didn't work out and it didn't work out and the big thing about that was that i was already living in my purpose i just had to pivot I just had yeah. to pivot when most of us would crumble and just say, you know what, I, why did this happen to me? I chose to lean into me and my children and not, you know, settling there. So now what I do is I talk a lot about my experiences and I bring people onto the pod that can inspire you in a way with, you know, humor and, and whatever else. But now it's like, oh, how do we go from what you went through to where you are now? Because there's so many women and men, which is crazy. I have a, a big male listenership, but I think it's because I know I carry like a lot of testosterone. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that just You have to watch someone. There's so many people that I've watched, like you guys being one that I'm like, oh my God, look at where they are. I want to be there. I want to be in those rooms. Let me listen to them. Let me learn from you. And we are very much so accessible through podcasting. Mm -hmm. So it's like, listen to us and you'll find ways to engage with us where we are and you'll learn more. And that's what I found with Pivot With Purpose. It's like, I can still be me. There's a lot of things that haven't changed about me, but at the same time, it's like, how do I go through adversity and how do I choose to pivot every time? Because it's not just the one time. It's not just the baby. It's not just the broken engagement. It's been family issues. It's been money or career, all these different things. It's like, it's my journey with other women or men that have been able to do it themselves and kind of encourage you. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a really hard life, then try to avoid pivoting. Try to assume that there will be a clear and linear path for you. Um, I think one of the great lessons of my life was learning how to pivot at a very young age and sort of being, I mean, of course you're yanked in different directions by circumstances because you're a child, but man, I'm so grateful because as an adult, like things don't really phase me in the sense that, oh, something big is changing. Okay. I'm just going to go in this direction now from you know, being a journalist to pivoting into marketing and then pivoting out of corporate altogether to running my career coaching business. I mean, it's such a powerful, it's when people resist the pivot or don't give themselves permission. Like they can feel it. It's, and, and I'm sure in your work and in mine too, it's about encouraging and giving people the confidence that you deserve a, like a different chapter. And you can give and yourself permission to pursue it. Is that as you're saying this, I'm sure your audience is like, oh, but she's just so confident. But it's Mandy. Mandy is just yeah. so good at doing it. And it's like, I don't know about you, because I won't speak on you. Listen but since for day me, one, if you're thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> I There are days that I don't get out of my bed. There are days that I'm just like, God, um, take me down. You know, I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. Even with, you know, one of my larger pods because they grew so fast. No, for sure would be Simone and Megan. And I'll say this now because she just said it at the live show. Uh, she's like, there's so many times I wanted to quit. And I said, well, amen, because there are plenty of times that I've as successful as it's been early on. I don't want to do this anymore. It's too much. And this and that. it's a lot of work. But you even on those days when you don't want to keep going, you have to find it in you. You have to do it scared. You have to do it when you're tired. Just get it done and it'll pay off eventually. I can't tell you when, because sometimes it takes years. There's things for me that I have been, you know, 
staying constant with. And it took years. I mean, I, I didn't get into radio. I, all I wanted was radio back in 2018. That's all I wanted. I'm oh, on air. Interesting. Yeah, I wanted radio the grandfather so of podcasting. bad. And now you work yeah. in radio. Tell me about what, yeah, tell me about today. What's Carla up to? So you have the, yeah. you have the academy, of course, but still you have like what? You've worked full time as a radio the, producer? Well, I have the academy and I have the agency where we now have about seven or eight pods that we <clears throat> produce fully. And then we oh, also okay. launch for people. And then once we get the full launch going, your entire concept, then they can take it and, and edit it and produce it themselves. Um, in 2015. So, <laughs> crunching numbers behind a desk From seven to twelve <laughs> yeah okay literally I, it turned out fine but it would have been nice and you know what i also listened nice. to the serial <laughs> podcast absolutely but yeah. we're here now um yes. so 2018 when i first quit i just i actually quit because i knew i was getting the radio job so it was a big station okay. here called xl 167 and i just knew i was gonna get the job i'm on air and everything i got this randy me absolutely got it yeah psych I quit in October. February is when they're supposed to make the the decision, and I didn't get it. The job I was didn't. for what an on air personality. Yeah, on air. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, I it was it's a, a morning show. It was a morning show, one yeah. of the biggest morning shows here in Orlando. So I was like, how did I not get that? So then I really went hard on the podcasting part and just kept going and kept going. And um, now twenty twenty two, when I come back from Jersey and I let go of that relationship and you know how I was bringing me down and I had to walk back in my purpose, I come home and without looking for it, I get the phone call. And it's like, oh, we're starting a morning show, you know, I did the show for radio and I'm like, I'm good. And they're like, no, no, I'm like, I'm good. I already have my agency going, I have my academy going, I'm all right. And radio puts all these restrictions on you that I don't yeah. want. Because now Talk at this point, all these curse. years later, <laughs> My program director won't give me a dump button. And every week he's like, Carla. And I'm like, give me a dump button. <laughs> Quick shit will slip out. <laughs> but yeah, they called in 2022. And I, as I thought at first, um, it's actually their JVC Broadcasting. So it's an independent broadcasting company. Uh, okay. And I'm with some of the biggest talents, Ricky Padilla, DJ Nasty, who goes on tour with Beyonce. He's DJ Khaled's like big talents. And I'm like, what do you want me on there for? Right. And mm -hmm. they're like, they want off of my clips, my podcast. That is it. The fact that I've been yeah. showing up weekly, there yes. were people that like, noticed that. Yeah, just showing up, and people I got the job. That. When you a morning create, show at that, I fucking love that so much because you have to do the work and not understand the end goal. Like not sometimes not understand how the story is going to end or where it's going to take you, but the faith to continue to share your voice to do the thing that you want to be doing by yourself, like, you know, because you believe in yourself, how else are people going to know, you know, how else are people going to find you if you're not making yourself findable? So hell Whether yeah. Whether it's podcasting or Instagram or blogging or what, yeah. whatever it is that you do, keep showing up because in 2018, I really thought it was over. I didn't think about radio again, but I created my own lane with mm -hmm. my podcast, created my own lane. I did retreats with women. We would do a Patreon. We have virtual, what did we call them? Oh my God, you might, you know this. Pajama parties. Once a month, we would go in our robes and on Zoom and we would do book club, <laughs> all these things. I just kept showing up. I kept doing things for my community to where mm -hmm. finally they noticed. And they're like, we need her. And then at that time, I had the leverage. This is what I want and this is how I'm gonna do it. And now they're like, oh, but you're now working corporate again. I am, but I have a business that they're very aware of. And I'm like, I gotta go for a week and I go. 
I have a production in New York. Give me the, the equipment and I will broadcast. I have broadcasted now from Miami. I have broadcasted from New York, from LA, from Atlanta, because I'm working my own personal business, which they have no ownership of or restrictions on me. Oh, but it was because I created my own space. Very unusual. But yeah. at the end of the day, I created my own lane to, in order to be able to have that leverage. And a lot of us really depend sometimes on what others can give us. Even in podcasting, like, oh, we want to deal first. Start on your own. Figure yeah. out what you could do. Start on your own first. Really invest into yourself first and see where that goes. Yeah. When did you start to, well, Pivot With Purpose, when did you start to court advertisers? And were you doing that on your own? So let's talk about monetization. Because for Brown Ambition, it's been pretty straightforward. We've sold ads since about 2018. So I guess like three, four years into the journey. And we partnered with an agency to do that. But talk to me about your experience with monetizing and any advice you I have started for people with affiliate. I started and I tell okay. everyone to start with affiliate marketing. My first one was Audible. So I would get 15 bucks every time someone used the code. So you better believe I had a pre-roll and a mid-roll for that $15. Okay. I wanted it. I wanted it yeah. bad. <laughs> so I, it's not so hard. Like if you really use something or you like it. Correct. They do like a lot of places have affiliate programs if you just Google. So yeah. many. So many right now. One of my biggest um, affiliates is BetterHelp. You know, I, they do mm. just ads, but I actually make more money as an affiliate. So I'm like, yeah. I'll keep it as an affiliate for right now. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Let's not do CPM, but affiliate program. Anything that you use on a daily basis for your pod, like if you guys were finance, I'm not sure you know. I know you're on a network now, but you're finance, and let's say you are QuickBooks. It's something that you use all the time. You can get an affiliate like right now. You might not have QuickBooks or the numbers for a, a main sponsorship, but they have affiliate programs mm -hmm. and you can get that. Or HoneyBooks has affiliate programs. So it depends what you're in. If you're like a DJ podcast, is there a DJ equipment that you can contact them and say, hey, for every sale that I make with this code, I get back X amount. So that is the easiest way and how I started monetizing the pod. Then I went to local businesses. I had an attorney a real estate person that would buy ads for $75 oh. an ad and it was local. And I'm like, Hey, this is realtor. I also had an attorney that, uh, because I talked about and I had my daughter and I was dealing with a lot of, uh, with child support and in my divorce at that time in 2017, I had just finished it. Mm. Had an attorney since I talked about it. I'm like, Oh, and if you need here in central Florida, someone for your child support or whatever it might be, this is the attorney for you. Boom. 50 to a hundred dollars an ad. Mm. So you're, I have, even your like your focus was local in the beginning too. Local, yep, and anything digital. Yeah, that could be for anyone. Okay. So and and I would pitch myself, just like cold email, cold emails. Yeah. See, you guys are waiting for her to be like, and then I had the magic idea, but there is no cheat code. It's just, no. and and some people think the cheat code is hiring out for help. And no. I can't think of a worse trap in the sense that if you are not clear, like you said, on who your audience is, what your show is about, what you want to say, all that, you know, point of view, format, things like that, it can quickly sort of spiral. It, I don't know, just become something that you never wanted to begin with. Um, if you're even lucky enough to make money that way. Outsourcing is now I, I wish I had outsourced the gym. And someone would take my body and take me to the gym. I, I outsource nice. everything, but there are two things that we can't outsource. And that is like our physical health and our mental health. We gotta do it ourselves. But everything else, I am a fan of outsourcing everything, but at the right 
time. Mm-hmm. You need to know what you're outsourcing. Yes, I outsource now my editing, my video and all that, but I was doing that all myself at yeah. one point. So if at some point, whoever it is, their mama dies or dog dies or they just wanna quit because they're irresponsible, I can pick up that slack. And you kind of know how you want it done. So I definitely will say, learn how to do everything yourself first and then outsource. That works for most people. There are some that are like, hey, I got the budget, take it on with the agency, right? That's why I have the academy and I have the agency. The academy is everyone that wants to do it on their own. You know, I can launch it. The agency is like, hey, I have the budget, help me get it done and let's just put it out there. Yeah, and for folks who are wondering and have the question, well, how do I determine how much an ad is? You mentioned CPM, which is, it's just it's cost per thousand, even though it's cost per million, right? Like whatever, it means mm-hmm. like the Same dollar amount like that. per thousand listeners, you can mm-hmm. estimate that you're gonna deliver. So let's say an ad is $100, you know, for every thousand listeners that we have. You're the accountant, so you can probably do that math. <laughs> well, the CPM is actually in the end, in this industry specifically is twenty five to thirty five dollars. Th- is our CPM? So for every thousand mm. downloads, it's thirty five dollars. So some people are like, "Oh my god, it's such a lucrative business." When it comes yeah, to no. sponsorship, <laughs> the top one percent is the ones that are making money. Honestly, yeah. so you have to have a hundred thousand downloads to get thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, the average I think we podcast to monetize when we got to fifty k. When we could consistently mm-hmm. get fifty k per month, that's when an advertiser was like, oh, I mean, an agency was like, okay, we'll sell ads for you. Um, and fifty thousand is not easy to do. Hell the no. average listen it took years. The average yes, <laughs> the average is one hundred and fifty two downloads. Wow. The average podcast gets between one hundred and fifty to two hundred downloads an episode, and if you're there. Yeah. Be really proud that you're there. And with that, Mm. just imagine, I tell everyone as I'm teaching, imagine walking every single week into an auditorium with 150 people. You're popping. I love that. Yes, I do that too. If you can, if you're walking every Monday into a room with 150 people that are showing up for you, you're doing a great job. Now, how are you going to monetize those 150 people? Now they're showing up. Now they really trust you. Create something for them start selling and don't be scared to sell they want to buy they literally want to buy from you because they want to support you do it get it done don't feel scared about your friends and family being like oh my god who's gonna buy from you you're just pookie from the corner no you these people really do love you despite of what anyone else may think get start providing products and services or retreats or groups or you know whatever it may be that you can monetize whether it's ten dollars a month to 50 bucks a month whatever it may be monetize that 100 people before you get to fifty thousand. yes have a plan to your point have a strategy Mm -hmm. it's almost like it's important to think about what's the infrastructure like what are the bones of this operation Mm -hmm. because you don't want it like you said like if you wait until you get there to whatever that to whatever there is whatever goal you have right then and like all those people that you could have you know have built a deeper relationship with and monetize all that all that time that can now be even more you know have even more trust for you and and be more on your side and and jumping on products that you're offering like you're kind of leaving that on the table um and then you're just not ready either then it's like oh wait i need a strategy um and then it's like and yeah, it depends what you do on the table i have a pod like um no for sure who gets easily 
250,000 an episode on a regular week, right? Then mm-hmm. I also have pods like Chingona Revolution, which is Erica Cruz. She's a, a, a business coach, essentially. She has this community. So we use it as a lead generator. She just had a launch, $90,000 launch. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh my God, but she's, her pod is not like crazy. Her social media, I think she only has like 20 some odd thousand followers. How did she do that? She keeps showing up. And we produce her stuff and we have ads in her podcast and she has extra mini episodes with testimonials. We have, so I used to be, people would be like, oh, you're a podcast coach. I really consider myself a podcast strategist. There's a strategy behind all of this where it doesn't, people don't even realize that they're being sold to. And I think that's the gift that I was giving is being able to sell something without making it feel salesy and finding what works for you and what's successful to you. Because to some people is 200,000 downloads, to other is 500 but making 90,000 in a launch. Yeah. And investing 1200 a month. Yeah, and I to your point about, you know, whether you work with people or you um, sell ads on your own or something like that. Like what's your take on that when it comes to cuz I've heard from some podcasters who don't have a network and they're selling six-figure, you know, um, you know, deals with partners and it's almost like the beauty is that there's no rules. Like you make up the numbers Zero that you rules. want when you're doing mm-hmm. it yourself. Zero rules. No so rules. I've never been with a network as I have shows. My network, shout out to Cumulus and Westwood one. You're great. But you know, 35, 65 split. You know what I mean? Like they're 35, our 65. That's pretty standard. Um, or Yeah. And you know, then Tiff and I split that, you know, 50, 50 from there. But um, yeah, the sky can be the limit. You know, when you're doing on Absolutely. your own, there's pros the and cons. The beauty of podcasting yeah. is that we're an untapped market when it comes like music industry. The, mm-hmm. Even streams in the music industry is like it's split this way, blah, blah, blah. Pod, there are no rules to podcasting. There's no right yeah. or wrong way. <laughs> you choose what your value is essentially and what you mm-hmm. want to charge. So, you know, success will look very different to everybody in this space. I've never, like I said, I've never been part of a network and I choose the price for my stuff. I said, well, look at my conversion rate, especially with affiliate links. Look at what my conversion rate is every time I talk about it. Well, now I want X amount and get that done. And there are deals where it's completely exclusive. There are non-exclusive deals that I also work on where it's like it's a small split, but we can still bring in whatever we want. You can do whatever you want with your podcast. Just have a strategy where it doesn't look crazy, where it it works. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, we could do this for hours and hours and hours. But um, Carla, thank you so much for sharing your insights. And and from one self-made woman to the next, I think your story is super inspirational. And I appreciate you sharing it with Brown Ambition. Where can people find you and find out all the amazing work that you're doing? So Carla Wilmaris, and I know the name, um, the last name would have been even worse. Um, Carla Wilmaris. Puerto Rican, um, I was like, oh, Wilmaris. (laughs) Wilmaris, yeah, that's literally what it is. Wilmaris, Wilmaris, yeah, yeah, yeah. girl, go for mm-hmm. it. That exactly what it is. So, Carla Wilmaris, um, on all social platforms, I have my podcast, Pivot with Purpose, where I speak on you know weekly. Every Monday, we have an episode. Tuesday comes out on YouTube. I am on the radio if you're local, Fly 1031, and we have an app as well. So, I get in the morning show and get in trouble once a week for things that I say, <laughs> but they knew what they were getting themselves into. Okay. And if you're looking to launch a podcast on your own, I have a self-paced course, or if not, you can do a consultation with me. It's a 20 minute consult and I kind of, I'll decide, or we will decide if we're good for each other. I don't, mm-hmm. if you have an idea and I don't feel close to it, I won't work with you. I would love to take your money, but so many times I'll be like, you know what? I just don't think we're a good fit or whatever it may be. Maybe you should try this instead. I'll give you an idea, but I don't take on everyone, but we can do a constant say, hey, this this would work for you. Amazing. All right. So you guys know where to find her. We're going to put links to all your good stuff in our show notes as well. 
All right, BA fam. Again, to Carla, thank you so much for sharing your wonderful insights. Pivot with purpose, y'all. Go check out that show ASAP. I know I'm going to. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Imani Crosby and Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. I am your co-host, Mandy Woodruff Santos, and we will see y'all next week, BA fam. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.